My name is Ben Greenfield, and on this episode of the Ben Greenfield Life Podcast. The reason this works so well for symptom relief is most symptoms that become chronic symptoms, not acute, not first time I've ever felt it, but like, I've had this for a while, I'm kind of sick of it, it won't go away, I think I need to get surgery, I think I need to take pills, I think I need to get an injection, whatever it might be. We say, wait, take every ounce of tension out of the joint, and let's see if it's the joint, or let's see if it's the muscles. If it's the joint, you might need a repair, but most likely, nine out of 10 times, if not more, it's the muscles. And we go into this position where we just challenge everything and you literally pull yourself apart into accurate biomechanics. And that's the process of foundation training. It ain't easy, but it's effective. Once you learn it, it's surprisingly easy. Faith, family, fitness, health, performance, nutrition, longevity, ancestral living, biohacking, and a whole lot more. Welcome to the show. I got my latest shipment just in time for winter sports and physical activities, and I'm happy. It's my clothing shipment. There's probably, when you see me in videos and photos and stuff like that, one brand of clothing that I'm wearing more than any other brand. It's called Viori, V-U-O-R-I. My wife wears their performance joggers, which she swears is like the softest joggers she owns. They come in a bunch of new colors. You got to hurry up and get these new colors while you can because they sell out quick. You go to viori.com slash Ben, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Ben, and they'll give you 20% off your first purchase and free shipping on any order that's over 75 bucks and free returns. But they also have the leggings with a high waist, a drawstring tie, and no slip fit for girls. They've got their core short, which is their super comfortable men's lined athletic short with like compression built into performance. And then they got a men's performance jogger, which is awesome and super comfortable and great for lounging around on Christmas morning or Thanksgiving. I'm just saying. So viori.com slash Ben, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Ben is where you can go to discover the versatility of Viori clothing for yourself. You might have glutes and you might have abs. What about a gut? How are your inputs and your outputs? See, what you put into your body affects, for lack of a better turn of phrase, your poop. And truth is, we could all be doing it better, even if we're fit. This is where a probiotic and prebiotic comes in, on the regular, for regularity. It turns out that everything you know about probiotics is actually wrong. It's a myth that a lot of fermented foods and beverages like kimchi and kombucha and kefir contain all the probiotics that you need. Many fermented foods and beverages either don't qualify or have a bunch of added sugars. But there are certain types of bacterial strains that can be delivered safely through probiotics that can make their way 100% alive and well to the end of the small intestine, then into the colon, where they can offer a host of digestive health benefits. In other words, easy poops. And these strains have been studied And they can actually work. There's one called the DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. I don't know why they name these things after Star Wars robots. Got 24 clinically and scientifically studied probiotic strains not found in yogurts, not found in most supplements, not found in most fermented foods and beverages. It supports your gut health for easy poops. That in turn supports your whole body health. And this is all made by a company called Seed, which even developed this patented delivery technology called the ViaCap, which gets all the probiotics where they need to go down that giant garden tube more easily, more safely, more effectively. So you don't just create, I don't know, expensive probiotic capsules in your gut. So start a new healthy habit today. You go to seed.com slash Ben, S-E-E dot com slash Ben. Use code Ben15 
That'll give you 15% off your first month of Seeds Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com and use code BEN15. All right, it's time for you to start hacking your sleep. And a big part of that is choosing the right equipment for your desired outcomes. That's where this company called Essentia comes in. It's an organic mattress that's the only mattress to score best in class on eliminating all sleep-interrupting stimulants. They have a patented Beyond Latex organic foam technology, so you get these deep and REM sleep cycles that are unparalleled, allowing you to wake up being recharged and ready for anything life's going to throw at you. They make these things in certified organic factories packed with technology that allows you to get performance sleep benefits unsurpassed by any other mattress. Tested by Johns Hopkins School of Medicine. These mattresses are allergen-free. They've got these packed technologies that allow you to experience things like active cooling, EMF blocking, accelerated recovery, and really good deep sleep cycles. A lot of pro athletes are sleeping on these things now just because sleep is so important to pro athletes, but it should be important to anybody who's concerned about central nervous system repair and recovery. Now, they've even tested through something called dark film microscopy the fact that these Essentia mattresses reduce the amount of blood clotting that can occur in reaction to EMFs. So they built in an EMF barrier foam that allows the blood cells to be in their natural free flowing state and allows oxygen to flow throughout the body naturally, which improves your body's nighttime recovery cycles and massively improves your sleep quality. So what Essentia is doing is they're gonna give you a hundred bucks off your mattress purchase if you go to myessentia.com slash Ben Greenfield and use code Ben VIP, that's myessentia.com slash Ben Greenfield and use code Ben VIP. Hey folks, so this one is a doozy. I had a couple of really smart guys fly out to my home and take me and my family through what I've known about for years, this program called Foundation Training to turn on your butt and decompress your spine and activate deep diaphragmatic breathing and train your body how to generate its own natural endocannabinoid-based pain-killing chemicals, a whole lot more. These guys have decoded it. So obviously, this is going to be a little bit of a video-intensive show. I will put the full video over at bengreenfieldlife.com slash Goodman D-R-G-O-O-D-M-A-N, Dr. Goodman, because Eric Goodman is the main doctor who kind of invented this movement protocol that me and, and my family go through. It's a real game changer. You want to have this in your back pocket the rest of your life as a little movement snack that you can rely upon during the week. I first discovered it when I was doing Ironman triathlon and had low back pain. It's later been something that's come up in many podcasts, this idea of foundation training. Eric has a new book as well that uh, goes into how to use heat, how to target your endocannabinoid system, how to kill pain using a lot of these movements, how to decompress your back, how to get yourself to the point where you don't need something like back surgery. And the entire thing is designed to make your butt more balanced. And honestly, a side effect of this is that you get great glutes. Your core becomes stronger, your breath work becomes greater, and it's just you and your body. Like he told me last night at dinner, actually, before we did this this video, he said, look, just show up, just you, your body, and your bare feet, and we're going to take care of the rest. And so they have a whole app that allows you to access any of their programs. They got a website that allows you to follow along with videos. Eric has three books on this topic called Foundation, another one called True to Form, another one called Foundations of Health, which is the new one. 
So he and his coach, Coach Jesse Salas, came to my house. Coach Jesse works with like professional MMA fighters, uh, special operations firefighters, strength conditioning coaches. And he is also a guy who literally travels around teaching this stuff to celebs and pro athletes. So you're going to want to know about this movement protocol. I can guarantee you that. So bengreenfieldlife.com slash Dr. Goodman is where the show notes reside. That's Goodman, G-O-O-D-M-A-N. All right, enjoy this show. And again, the video version will be on YouTube. It'll be in the show notes uh, anywhere you need it. All right, so here we are in the Greenfield Casa basement. I've got the crew with me today because they've uh, they've graciously volunteered to undergo whatever crazy <laughs> methods that, that our friends Jesse and Eric are here to teach us. Uh, we have finished our raw liver smoothies Aside from these guys, they, yeah. went, they, they, they went the normal, <laughs> traditional route and had pancakes. You guys had pancakes? Uh, yes. <laughs> they did. They missed out. Um, and so, uh, cut, to cut to the chase, uh, as you've already learned, if you if you listen to the intro to this show, um, foundation training has been something I've been aware about for a long time. Uh, this is really the first time that we've actually done kind of a, uh, a full-on video recording of what this all looks like. And you're going to learn why this is something that you may want to consider for pain management, for core training, for increased athleticism, and a host of other issues that it's that's good for. So that being said, you're basically going to see Eric and Jesse take me and my family through anything and everything that they want to teach us and you about foundation training. And before we jump in, I do have to give a shameless plug. I even brought it down here, <laughs> sifted through my library. Eric does have a, a new book, Foundations of Health. I'll make sure that I link to this and his other book in the show notes, which are going to be at bengreenfieldlife.com slash Dr. Goodman. And uh, in addition to that, I'll link to some older podcast episodes I have with Eric, some other video resources, some links to their app where you can get a lot of these workouts yourself, their website, etc. So that being said, I'm going to turn it over to our VIP guest. Take things away. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, family. Absolutely. So we got Jesse here. We're going to do some basic foundation training. We're going to go very gentle for the first little bit. First 10, 15 minutes, we're going to practice decompression breathing. We're going to practice fundamental hip hinges, the two most primary movements of foundation training. From there, once you guys get that, we'll go further. We'll play okay. a little bit. We'll do some eight-point planks. We'll do some of the rotational movements that help you understand kind of the spiral lines in the body. We'll just go, okay? Okay. Uh, spread yourselves out a little bit. I'm actually gonna get low while I'm okay. while I'm teaching you guys, so okay. I can kind of almost get out of the way here a little bit. Just instruct. I'll be hovering. It's kind of sort of the space we might have for like a yoga class, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. So Jess, cool. why don't you come up and kind of like demonstrate a little bit of decompression okay. breathing? So watch before you guys even start. Just watch Jesse for a moment. He's gonna go thumbs at the rib cage, pinkies at the pelvis. It seems arbitrary, it seems kind of silly, but it's such an easy measuring stick to understand how much space you have for your digestive organs, for your diaphragm, for your liver, for all these visceral tissues that are very important. You take three or four deep breaths and notice when they breathe, it's through the nose. It's, it's not even through the nose, it's through the high portion of the nose. You're trying to almost look up through the sinuses as you inhale. And where you put the breath is the back of your ribs and the sternum. So you're climbing the rib cage up, like it's trying to climb up a ladder every time you inhale. 
and then you grab that higher rung of the ladder and you hang on as you exhale. When people talk about like belt breathing or 360 degree breathing, is this similar to that concept? It's very similar, except we are very specifically filling the lungs, which are entirely within the rib cage. So there's a huge abdominal component. You have to breathe a little bit into the abdomen naturally, but the lungs are in the rib cage and we're trying to use the lung tissue to push the rib cage out of the way physically, like a very challenging tug of war where you feel the restrictions of breathing, do your best to push it hard out of the way. And let's go five deep breaths here, so. I'll take you guys through a drill after in okay. a second here with them. So go in one measure six here. One quick thing to always pay attention to is what are the shoulder joints doing? When you're in this position, are the shoulders rounding forward or are you pulling the elbow joints apart? The goal with any of this is pull the joints apart, create space, even at the clavicles. Pull the joints so that when you take a deep breath in through the nose, the SCM, the sternocleidomastoid that goes from the back of the jaw all the way down to the front of the clavicles is engaging, lifting the chest. Let's go three more breaths like that. Filling the back of the cage. Big chest, big back of the cage. You guys are doing awesome. About how, how long do you think each breath approximately should take? Like five to ten seconds okay. in. Five to ten, five seconds. To ten seconds. You hear about like that resonance breathing where they say like the best for the nervous system is like five and a half in, five and a half out. I don't get quite that specific. You know, okay. Yeah. I was curious. Ours is all about mechanics. Everything is where are you breathing? Where is the volume filling? Where's the muscle tissue activating? What's it pulling apart? Through the nose tends to help because it's smaller holes. It's harder to pull the air in. It's literally it can be that simple. Exactly. It can be that simple. So I'm going to let Jess take you guys through a basic decompression drill. He does incredibly well at drilling through each thing and just go through it. And then I'll kind of answer questions as we, as you guys do. So okay. relax, shake off for a second. So we're going to work on bringing up tension and we're going to work on getting good at always letting that go like a kettlebell. We tense, we shake it off. So let's bring our feet together. We go through a full staying decompression with the feet together. Let the heels go wide. Think you should be able to put about a fist between both heels. Okay. Right out there. Nice adjustment, guys. Chest comes up. So we're going to set the stage for decompression breathing. Tap your clavicles. Bring those up nice and high. We want that to be our high point. As you're tapping them, start to think about the top of your head is going to reach to the ceiling. So the crown of your head's reaching up, and then you'll bring those hands back to your measuring sticks. Thumb to the top of your pelvis. Sorry, pinky to the top of your pelvis, thumb to the low ribs and we're drawing the elbows to the side walls. So don't think back, think out. And the clavicles are still up. Bend your knees now enough so you can let the thighs hug together. And everyone sink into the knees for a minute. Let the knees just kind of sink there. And then what we're gonna do, we're gonna squeeze the thighs together. Without letting them separate, you're gonna pull just a little bit of bend out of the knees. Just a little bit, try to tension up and back where you're not letting him separate, but you're gonna feel it tighten up to the pelvis. We lift the weight of our head, we pull the elbows wide, we squeeze the knees together. Now imagine your hips are wrapping in to hug the thighs. Nobody's clenching their butt. And then we're gonna focus now on the inhale. In through the nose, lift the low back ribs wide, and do your best now as you exhale to draw the stomach in. Lengthen, try to keep that expansive rib cage. So when you exhale, your your ribs shouldn't like collapse. Like I know I'm a, I, I tend to collapse the ribs when I exhale, mm -hmm. but I'm trying to 
exhale, which is kind of tricky, and keep the ribs expanded at the same time. Exactly. Keep the ribs off of your thumb as you exhale. So big lifting inhale. When we exhale, we're going to wrap in, lengthen the abdominal, and try to stay up and expansive wide through the elbows. So right where Jesse was touching, just in here, that's your serratus anterior. If the serratus anterior is not firing accurately, you get kind of this pronate protraction of the shoulder blades, you get a lot of shoulder instability. When you practice the rib cage remaining broad as the exhale, it's an eccentric contraction for the serratus anterior muscle. It creates incredible shoulder stability, incredible rib cage range of motion. So we're practicing that within this. Two more breaths here. Everyone go ahead and float your hands out into that sphere of tension we see so often in foundation images. So let's check in. Thighs are wrapping in and squeezing together, hugging. Fingertips now are squeezing. We're all gonna try to shrug our shoulders down away from our ears. And as you squeeze the fingertips, your elbows wrap towards your rib cage ever so slightly. Think about as they're wrapping in, you're looking to try to squeeze a lemon in each armpit. Squeeze down on it as you squeeze a finger. We get the oh, lats firing. Lemon in the armpit, that draws it down. Oh, bam hammer, thank you. Squeeze the fingertips. Lift the crown of your head up off the shoulders. Three more inhales, breathing the back of the ribs for the wall behind you as the elbows wrap. Will you spin in this position for a second so I can use you as a model to kind of teach this? Let the hips come back just a little bit. This is our model. That's right, go cigarette. So the brachial plexus, this is important. This is a, a rationale for the work that we do. The brachial plexus is these nerves right here and it fires down into the limb. It controls the lats, it controls the arms, the shoulders, the fingers, everything. This is opening the brachial plexus nerve pathway and it's controlling and coordinating the C5, C6, C7 nerve roots as they pass down into the arms. Everything from elbow disorders, shoulder disorders, wrist disorders, carpal tunnel, grip strength, all of that improves through this pathway, okay. mechanistically being trained. So foundation training is all about nerve health, nerve coordination, and muscle activation, bringing it all together. Thank you, Molly. I can already feel like, like my body's like tight. Yeah, it's engaged. Everything's engaged. It just feels like, like yeah, everything's engaged. And everyone relax. Yeah. Everyone shake it off for a second. So we generate tension, get good at letting that go, whatever you like, move the shoulders, move the body, move the legs. I love the kettlebell concept of you're covered in water, shake mm -hmm. all the water off, mm -hmm. right? So we deliver the tension and connection and we're working on speed and agility, getting loose again. Let's go big hip hinge. Let's take it into like a big movement. So decompression, a lot of foundation training poses are decompression poses, standing decompression, lunge decompression, supine or prone decompression. Now we're gonna get into like that isometric. Now we're not gonna go back and forth yet. We're just gonna really identify the accurate way to get into a hip hinge, which is a very fundamental human movement. It's strongest joint of the body, just practicing its mm -hmm. maneuvering. We do it from the feet and we do it from the top of the hip. And then we take the center away from center. The first thing is three points of contact on the feet. The big toe joint, not the toe itself, but the joint where it connects to the foot, the big toe joint and the small toe joint move away from each other. And then the heel, like you're on a tripod, the heel just sits back. So it goes heel pressure, ball joint of the pinky toe, ball joint of the big toe, moving away from each other. That spread allows you to lift the head up at the back of the occiput, kind of like lift the back of the skull right off the neck. 
that will give a little bit of a shake, a little tremble between the center of you. Think of a finger trap being pulled apart. You're now gonna take the center of that and simply pull away the feet, three points of contact each onto the ground, the skull lifting away from center, the hips pulling away from center. As we take the arms forward into that same simple sphere of tension, which is just closing the kinetic chain. That's all it is. Chest up. So, watch my feet. The feet, the, the hip angle, like your pockets are trying to look at each other. So really important thing, the hip pockets right here, they're trying to roll in, like a scroll closing to center. Then, as you pull your hips back, you keep rolling in just a little bit. Try that. Shrug down. So turn your feet in. Right there, hold that. And now just pull your butt away from it. Yep. Bend the knees this much. And now arms like this. Strong. There you go, right there. That's it. Now hold that. You got it. You got it. When it gets tiring, which it will, try to breathe right here. And this whole time we're still focusing on that breathing pattern. Right here. Inhale through the nose. Slow, expansive exhale. Now. Well, you're training eccentric breath patterns. So we met, you mentioned something earlier today, the ways to build muscle volume, the ways to really strengthen the body. Eccentric loading, eccentric patterning, the ability of a muscle to go under tension from a short position to a lengthening position, it's gold. That's the teacher of the body. Everything we're doing in here is training both the rib cage, the posterior chain, the serratus musculature, all of it is being trained eccentrically in an isometric hold. We can take it to dynamic movement and train that pattern, but the most important thing initially is the frame, training the frame to endure. So what I'm gonna say is yeah, shake out for a second. I'll you guys through, because now I know low back's cooking in that one, right? Yeah. If we're doing that right when we hold the founder. It probably doesn't look that hard on camera, but like, it's like your whole body's just kind of tense. Bringing it all together, recruiting. So yeah. how many muscles can we bring into the equation when we do this, turning up that brain to muscle fiber connection? So what we're gonna to do together now, we're gonna go through five hinges and we're gonna hold the last one. So okay. fundamental, this is the, the biggest mind shift that I made from when I started Eric's work as a fireman is, the fundamental human pattern we lose because of work and sit and modern life is we go to this and we stop doing this. Mm -hmm. This starts to break down. And really important, and we're gonna go through this now, everyone set up. We're gonna piece this together and I'll, I'll okay. finish the explanation. Legs go wide. Fundamental foundation training is, let's pivot on the heel so each foot is a little subtle being pigeon-toed. So just the initial point of being pigeon-toed, right? We want internal rotation at the hip joint. Bring the hands out off the line of the hips. Bring the chest up. Remember the clavicle bones we tapped? That's our high point. Clavicles up. We're gonna look forward and lift the weight of our head off our neck. Think of lengthening the back of your neck. And just for a moment here, pull your toes up, keep the pads of your feet, find those three points of contact, and see how we feel being in this expansive position. <laughs> toes are up, pads of the feet are down, clavicles are up, the back of the neck is long. Let's go for three big inhales here. Again, decompression breathing. Expand the back of the rib cage on the inhale, Lengthen and engage the abdominal on the exhale. Now we're gonna coordinate. We're gonna inhale and reach the hips and hands away from each other. Exhale, come up. Find your pace. Hips back, hands forward as we inhale. Suggest a little bit. Exhale, back up. Keep it in the hamstrings. 
Think Reach the ends apart again. Hips back, hands forward. Now, I want Can you to exhale. Should we exhale nasally? Engage ideally? it. Uh, your choice on the exhale right now. Whichever helps you find the abdominal engaging. Okay? So, hips and hands reach away. Look to feel your hips initiate the movement, not your knees. One thing that helps on the exhale for a lot of people is just that really simple restriction. Just purse the lips and back up. Get a little abdominal contraction. This one we're going to hone in and we're going to hold it. Hips and hands get to reach away. And I want you to think expansive chest. Hips are back. We're looking eight feet out in front of us now at the ground and pulling our nose and throat away from it, lengthening the back of our neck. We're going to reach our hips back like you're trying to find the wall behind you. Yeah, boom. So you start to get that even in here now. And you know you're doing it right if you feel the back of the legs engaging, especially the hamstring. As you're in this position now, let's try to shrug our shoulders down away from our ears. Let's try to wrap our elbows in towards each other ever so slightly as we squeeze the fingertips. Let's reach our hips back a few more inches and start to think now, can we spread the floor apart and feel that lateral chain muscle, TFL, fire? That's an outward anchor for us. Now let's focus. Can we wrinkle the floor from the outer edge of the foot, pull towards center, and feel the up the inner thighs connect, medial chain. Can we pull an inch of bend out of the knees but not lock them out? And then pull yourself up, shake it off for a minute. So I'm giving you guys these layers, so right? Exactly. So As you do this more, this is the cool part when I tell you about the jujitsu kids. The more you do it, the less overwhelming of things to think about and loss of connection, mm -hmm. you naturally have that connection. Ground to fingertips, crown of the head, breathing connects, the advanced practitioners can go inward anchor, outward anchor. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm going back, I'm outward anchoring, I'm inward anchoring, playing on muscle chain connection. Putting a bag of groceries in the car, picking up a alfalfa for the goes, whatever, you, you start to activate all those same muscles. Every That's time it anchor. comes out, and as yeah. Eric's uh, dear friend, longtime partner, uh, well, ex-partner now, Peter Park would say, when I'm strength coaching, when I'm working with big athletes, I can hyper-cue foundation training, turn up the connection, and when they're on the strength training, I don't have to monitor them like a helicopter parent. I know right. they're hyper connected and the mechanics are there. Right. It's so, a language. It's a, movement is a language. And a lot it's that's lost on a lot of people because people anticipate life being easy. They anticipate every fix or everything they, they do to be sort of already ingrained. And to a degree it is. If we never had technological influence, if we never had mimicking bad movement patterns, you know, the many things that that lead to mimicking bad movement patterns and kind of breaking down over time. If we didn't have those, you don't need all the cueing. But the reality of life is we are kind of going against very convergent energies now. Very, very convergent. Everything's getting closer, faster, less thorough. So with movement, we have to go the other way. We have to go slower, more thorough. Mm -hmm. We have to remind the body, remind the nervous system what it's made for. And it's not always easy, but once you get past that first learning curve, it's mm -hmm. so easy. And the other stuff you do starts to feel substantially better because of that learning curve, mm -hmm. because of learning the language, which mm -hmm. takes a week or two. Mm -hmm. And then once you get the language, your body gets yeah. the language. That's right. Sweat. Yeah. Small stuff. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's small stuff. You speak of the details right there. Yeah, we have an entire foundation training is probably the most detailed movement system out there. Mm -hmm. It's very, very detailed. And it can be obnoxious to some people <laughs> at times until they learn it. Right. And then they're like... Oh, that's why all the details. So basically, are there. what you're saying is once once you learn it, you become unconsciously competent. And mm -hmm. It's like brushing your teeth yes. in terms of the way that you move throughout the day. 
Your yeah. body has natural counterbalance mechanisms in place. That is not something that we develop or invent. That is in our bones, in our joints. There's these counterbalance maneuvers that work, and then there's these non-counterbalance things that compress. Mm -hmm. So if you're always moving limbs away from center, you're, you're probably moving reasonably well. Pandiculation, center of the body being the main driver of mm -hmm. movement, stretching the limbs away from that main driver. And you can do that in a lot of different positions. Mm -hmm. So the details are very important and sometimes they can feel overwhelming until you realize that we're, we're kind of giving you the same details in every single pose. Yeah. It's like the same yeah. stuff over The language over. starts to stack. Yeah. It settles in. Cool. Yeah. So I was thinking, Eric, let's go into a, a unilateral for a moment yeah. and let's go lunge position and we're gonna, we're gonna go left foot forward, right foot back, about a walking stride distance. Okay. So as, as everyone sets up, and both, you guys got long legs. Take advantage, stretch them out a little bit. Yeah, be about here. And we're not gonna be on a balance beam. So right away you set up and you're kind of doing this, step the back foot over just a little bit. But we're gonna bring the back heel up and everyone's gonna turn it out to their right. So the heel turns away. And notice as you do it, you're squaring your hips up. What I want everyone to do is now straighten out both knees, lock them out, straighten up for a minute. And then just both knees, subtle knee bend. Lock out again. Subtle knee bend. That connection and awareness. Then bring the clavicles up. Bring the crown of your head up. Let's go into our measuring sticks. Top of the pelvis. Find the low rib. Pull your elbows wide. Now imagine you're standing on a compass. Your lead foot's on north. The back foot's on south. I want you to think about north to south, drawing the feet towards each other without straightening the joints. Like a pair of scissors closing... You're looking for tension up the back side of the lead leg, yeah. length and activation on the front side of the back. That's our anchor. Lift the crown of your head. Let, real quick. In that position, feel that midline tensioning, that yeah, scissor contraction. Totally feel it. Yeah. Now let it lift you. Let it take your body's weight instead of falling to the oh, ground, yeah. lifting away from the ground. And cool. that is the first real sensation of cool. foundation training. Yeah. So you're scissoring your legs. We got that isometric anchor. Let's take an expansive inhale now. Breathe the rib cage big and stay big on your exhale. Draw the stomach in. Actively work not to let your rib cage drop. Scissoring your legs towards each other. You squashed a bug with the front foot, you're dragging backwards. You squashed a bug with the back foot, you're dragging that back foot forward. Float the hands out to that sphere in front of you. Chest is still up, crown of the head's reaching. Try to lift just a little bit more from the legs as you squeeze the fingertips. And can we maintain scissoring of the legs, squeezing of the fingertips, elbows wrapping down and in, squeezing onto your lemons. Look for that lat engagement. And then three more expansive inhales here. Really focusing on lifting, exhale, lengthening the abdominal. Now we're going to make a subtle shift here, guys. Stay with me. Start to slowly spread the floor apart. Push the feet away from each other without letting the lead leg move. It's going to hold his integrity. We're going to hinge out and over the crease of our hip. You're starting to reach and seeing, can we find tension up the backside of the lead leg? And then we're going to do here. Once we're there. Butt's definitely on. There we go. Shrug the shoulders down. Can we pull just a little bit of bend out of the front knee? Let the hip pull up and back. Squeeze the fingertips. Let's focus on sensitivity. Can we feel all three points of contact on the foot? Can we feel our shoulders wrapping down? Are we breathing in through the nose? Slow engaging exhale. 
push off that foot, come up nice and tall, and shake it off again. Woo. Left booty's on. <laughs> well, feels different side to side. Yeah, oh yeah, my sense. left my left butt feels yes. like on the right. The, so rice, the rice waiting in the wings. Most people's <laughs> glutes are always contracted from long to short. Always. Mm. What you just did is you sat into an eccentric contraction of the glute for 30 seconds, 60 seconds. Yeah. You told the glute, you are a broad muscle, not a short muscle. You work best from broad so that you can mm -hmm. propel. That's what the glute yeah. does. It hates going from short to shorter. It loves yeah. going from long to short. So that's what yeah. you just trained. Yeah. So we flowed a lunge decompression to a woodpecker. Okay. And what I want to do is the other side. And unless you're that thinking that, I'd love to go those, and then one more time, rotation now, and woodpecker with rotation. Got to the other side, because now the right butt's asking oh, yeah. for it. You will be jealous. So let's go right foot forward, left foot back. And we're going, again, slightly longer than a walking stride. The back heel comes up, and we turn it out. We're looking to see the hips square up. Then we bring the arms out. Let's find our measuring sticks again. Top of the pelvis, low ribs. Elbows draw wide, clavicles come up. Lift the weight of your head off your neck. One second in here, just as a symptom understanding. People with sciatica, people with uh, SI joint dysfunction or lower back herniations, that little bit of internal rotation we do at the back leg there, that opens up the facet joints, mm. opens up the attachments where the sciatic nerve begins at the lumbar oh, wow. spine. It's a literal opening of a nerve pathway that you're putting yourself into. And it's an off switch. 80 plus percent of the time for chronic sciatic symptoms. It's a really cool position to learn. So let's grab into the front foot, grab the ground with it, straighten both knees out for a moment. So I like playing with fine tuning these subtle awarenesses, subtle unlock of the knees. We don't want locked out joints when we're doing foundation training, but we find it, then we unlock. And then think about, we're spring loaded here, mm -hmm. right? We don't wanna be down like this. We don't wanna be rigid, nice and springy, like our muscles should be. We start to tension the elbows wide, north to south, scissor the legs towards each other, lifting the weight of your head off your neck. Elbows are pulling wide, we're expansive. Our legs are scissoring towards each other. Let's go nice, big, lifting inhale, back of the rib cage, slow, engaging exhale, draw the stomach in, reach the hands out, squeeze the fingertips, chest is still up, we're thinking about falling up and back in this position. Even go ahead and pull just a little bit of bend out of that knee, come up a little bit taller right there. Legs are scissoring. We're gonna squeeze down onto those lemons, squeeze your fingertips, lifting the head. Let's go three more inhales here, try to breathe the back of the rib cage. And as the legs scissor, they're gathering and lengthening us up and away from the floor. Eyes are up on the horizon line right now. We're keeping that sphere in our low peripheral vision. We're gonna to start to spread the floor apart, push the feet away from each other. Front knee keeps its integrity as we go out and over the crease of the hip. Reach, 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 reach. And then pull the shoulders down again, engage that sphere, pinky, ring, middle finger, are wrapping from the shoulder joint. We're breathing, try to pull a little bit of bend from the knee up and back with the hip as you reach a little bit further. Last big expansive inhale. Take your time on the exhale, wrap the abdominal in, push off the front foot, come back up nice and tall and shake out. Whew. Rest for a moment after that. Everything's <laughs> Take a few steps, move the legs around. And let's go for the next one, we'll do a shoulder exercise. We'll, we'll let the legs rest a little bit. We'll go into 
a standing decompression and we'll just do a simple shoulder trace and we'll do a couple okay. arm positions that play with with that area okay. let the legs just be a base okay? okay so for shoulder tracing the one thing to know is it's called tracing your hands aren't going to leave your body they're going to trace the body they don't leave the this the shirt really okay you're standing just like a basic standing decompression you did one of these already okay. it's an awkward position like you have to pee it's an awkward position but it does tension the nervous system and the spinal column beautifully so the toes are touching, the heels are separated, and the knees sink in enough to touch as you then keep the midline touching and pull the hips away from the knees. That loads the back of you. You feel the tethering at the spinal column if you do it right. Mm -hmm. Then if you lift the back of the head, you get both ends. You have a pull mm -hmm. apart. Yep. Keep that tension. Thumbs into the hip joint, the, the trochanter, not the pelvic wing, the low hip joint. Okay. Okay. Now, the elbows pull apart, just like you were doing before, exact same, but the elbows are now pulling the thumbs up the torso. And we're still maintaining that yep. tension in the knees. You're just pulling. You're just drawing like a puppet string from the elbow joint, from the elbow joint. There you go. Good. Lift as high as you can. And if you watch, I'll come in here so you can kind of see a, a profile. There's no front to back. There's just straight up, straight down. Big chest, big elbow movement. That's it. When you get to the top and you're hugging the traps, pull the shoulder joints apart. That's it right there. Pull the shoulder joints apart. You got it right there. Do five or six of those. That's all. Keep it connected. Everything touches. The thumbs have to touch. Good. On the next one, you're going to take it into a hip hinge. Trace up, 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 up. When you get to here, the hips and hands move away from each other. Easy. Perfect. Take five deep breaths in that position. The only thing I want you to focus on now at the breathing is spreading the fingers apart from each other. Make the biggest wrist, palm, and fingers that you can. Big as they can be. Yeah, exactly. Big as they can be. And then you just breathe. You guys are doing awesome, by the way. This stuff's so hard to learn for kids. <laughs> but you can get it. You're doing amazing. Last little maneuver. There's no movement. You're simply changing the vector of the feet. You're keeping the knees together. You're just pushing the heels and hips apart in that position. You're gonna feel your IT band just go and wrap oh, yeah. the legs. <laughs> Grab the IT band, lift the head away from it. Take five chest breaths in that tension. Just push out. Feel that unraveling of the IT band there. And then stand tall and just let everything go. <laughs> At the stand tall at the end of these, you're standing tall, you're getting big, but you're letting everything go. You're taking advantage of the dispersion of force you just created, mm -hmm. and you're letting everything settle into it, okay? And just rest. Take a couple yeah. deep breaths. Wow. That makes you feel like you're standing tall. Yeah. And I really harp on clavicle because what we see often is people default in one of two directions. They'll either do, they either are living here and breathing like this all the time, or they're here and, and both of them are, in my view, especially like when I was in your book, like seeing decompression breathing at the front, more foundation training in the back is whenever I talk with people about breathing is that whatever your breath practice is, set the stage so that your diaphragm, as Eric uh, will expand on for us, has, isn't being compressed on is actually opening 360 degrees. 
But the really big one that I love is that we're lifting you mm -hmm. up and off the solar plexus. So would you give the yeah. why the solar plexus yeah. is so important? So the solar plexus is this bundle of nerves. It, it, it's governing for digestion. It's governing for heart rates. There's a lot of like ecosystem barometry. Mm -hmm. Think of the, the solar plexus as your inborn barometer for pressures within the torso. And it can really affect digestion. It can really affect mood. Just like yeah. the vagus nerve can affect mood and digestion. They're very similar yeah. neural pathways. I even had people do like those little singing bowls like right over the solar Nerfing. plexus and you just feel your whole body open up. It's, it's yeah. so real. And it's also yeah. the gateway to the diaphragm. Mm -hmm. Very often we protect the solar plexus passively. We don't realize that we're actually doing like this shield mm. over that tissue and we stay too tight there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of mean looking. Yeah. But it's it's literally the solar plexus is meant to kind of aim at the sun. Solar. Mm. We're aiming it down. It's it's kind of the wrong direction. So what we mm. do in foundation training, we're not, and you you don't want to pitch. It's not a bucket handle. You're not pitching this way, pitching this way. You're teaching the entire frame like a bell to fill or a bucket that's kind of upside down. You're trying to fill every space of the rib cage. When you hear 360 degree breathing for the diaphragm, it's almost like a misnomer sometimes. You want 360 degree breathing above the diaphragm and you want 360 degree pressure. They're very different. Pressure below the diaphragm. Okay. Breathing and pressure are different. Breathing is increasing pressure into the lungs. Okay. It should also be increasing pressure into the below the diaphragm, the belly, the, the outer strength brace that the abdomen provides. Okay. But I mean, plain and simple, your lungs stop here. Mm -hmm. So if you're breathing below the lungs too far, you're sort of reversing diaphragmatic pressures. Right. The diaphragm on a breath needs to go. It, it flattens on the inhale, sort of flattens, stretches on the inhale and relaxes on the exhale. If you're just doing belly breathing, if you're focusing below the rib cage on all of your breath, you're going like this. And you're reversing the dome of the diaphragm. You're saying on the inhalation, you should relax. And on the exhalation, you should contract. But it's the opposite. You have to pull the rib cage apart. Right. That's 360 degree breathing. Right. Okay. And it's the mistake of doing that into the belly exclusively that a lot of people and a lot of athletes make. And they pulling the cage apart is the diaphragmatic contraction, right? Pull, so stand, stand profile for one okay. second. Full profile this way. Okay. So when you pull the rib cage apart, you're doing it from two ends. The most important pull apart is not here. The most important pull apart is the transverses abdominis that pulls the floating ribs, these low back ribs here, away from center. Mm. It literally does this. Take a deep breath. It does that. It gives a little wrap. It initiates the lower abdomen and the, the back edges of the diaphragm. Got it. When you go into the sternum and the solar plexus, that's when you get the front edges. Okay. So a good, healthy breath it's, it's not taught wrong. A good, healthy breath is kind of like that. That's right. how a lot of people are taught. But really, if you want to identify it ideally, so turn profile once more, a good breath goes like this. Inhale, kind of to the front. It's like an S. Okay. Interesting. You have to hit the back lobes and you have to hit the top lobes. Yeah. Because is it like when we like fill dress a deer, right, or an animal, it's very interesting to see how the, see how the diaphragm is just connected all over the ribs and to all of this inspiratory and expiratory tissue to where like if the diaphragm's contracting, you can imagine it'd be impossible for all of this not to kind of like separate. It has to. Yeah. It has to. Yeah. And if it's not, 
it's inaccurate. And you're not using your diaphragm exactly. or you're not using it properly. Then it's just words. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you guys a, so to, to circle back around with that, why this is also not when, when we're touching eyes, what we have so often is people want to thrust the rib cage out instead of mm -hmm. actually elevate and then set the stage for expansive. Because then what we have, what happens is we start to compress back here mm -hmm. and it starts to not feel good in the low back, mid back. So let's go one more time with the legs together and then we'll go back in that single leg position. Okay. This will let you all feel what Eric's talking about just a little bit more and open us up. So heels wide, knees are together. So we unlock and we hug the thighs. Everyone put your hands on the hips here and kind of guide them to wrap as you squeeze the thighs. Okay, we're looking for that little spiraling in of the femurs. As we squeeze the thighs, Without letting them separate, just pull a little bit of bend out of your knees. Feel it engage up to the pelvis. Mm -hmm. Now we're gonna bring the arms out off the line of the hips. Bring those clavicles up. Lift the weight of your head away from the clavicles. So right now, think of being the most expansive version of yourself here as you hug the thighs and wrap in. Spread your fingertips out. Take a nice big inhale between the shoulder blades, middle of the spine between your shoulders. Breathe it big and open. As you exhale, stay big. Now we're gonna do, you're simply without locking anything out, the pinky side of your palm, chop it against your hips. Right in, push against the side of your body, the meaty part of your palm, spread your fingers out, and then try to wrap the thumbs back. And what you're gonna do, still squeezing the thighs, lifting the weight of the head, breathe as wide as you can between your shoulder blades. And don't let me pull your hands off your hips. You're wrapping, chopping in. Legs are spiraling in. Thumbs are trying to wrap for the wall behind you. And your job now is to breathe expansively. Don't let the ribs push forward. Don't let your pelvis rock forward to compensate. Two more big inhales. And then we're all gonna bend our elbows. So we got both palms facing up and you're gonna glide them out till the pinky touches, side of the palm touches, forearms touch. Wrap the elbows, bend the elbows just a little bit, let them come towards your chest, and then squeeze everything together. So we're expansive, your palm, you're holding something in each palm, open the hands, lift your low ribs here. Come down, all right there. Hug the bottom of your ribs with your hands right here, with the hands. Trace the bottom of the rib cage, don't let the hands come off. Trace, 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 trace. Keep the chest up, right there. Now draw the elbows in, feel the difference on that? That upward yeah. lift, get your head out of the way of it. Got it. There you go, much better. And then everyone relax again. Shake that off for a second. So that's again, adding layers of foundation training is we're setting the base for decompression. We were decompressing the whole time, but what we then went into was what's called a hip hugger. Amazing for opening back up posture. Then we bent the elbows and went into what we call a, a long thoracic lever. So we're opening up your thoracic spine, allowing the lats to wrap. Again, from Eric's view, I always watch him with chronic pain people. And then I go, how can I help my athletes with this? And all my jujitsu guys want to live like this after fighting and fighting mm. and fighting. And all the surfers want to be like this. And oh. all of them have the same complaints. And it's the same that we get when we go by Google people working a desk. It's the same thing we get with firefighters. And everyone's kind of giving us the same complaints of chronic pain. And it seems that when we give them the, the same recipe, all walks of life are seeing the mm. chronic stuff dissipate. 
Wow. It's a spectrum. We, you, people go off too much flexibility or too little flexibility, and that manifests itself into compensation patterns that are very familiar. Yeah. You know, dominant quads, dominant calves, dominant neck, dominant traps, right. or hyperextensive, you know, sway back where it's, it's the opposite. It's locked yeah. knees. It's a lower back that's a little bit too flexible and strong, and right. then this rigid straight arrow of a, of a thoracic spine and neck. You can take the human frame and structurally integrate it so that the joints are basically being controlled entirely by the puppet strings that are the muscles. The reason this works so well for symptom relief is most symptoms that become chronic symptoms, not acute, not first time I've ever felt it, but like, mm -hmm. I've had this for a while, I'm kind of sick of it, it won't go away, I think I need to get surgery, I think I need to take pills, I think I need to get a, an injection, whatever it might be. Right. We say, wait, take every ounce of tension out of the joint, and let's see mm -hmm. if it's the joint, or let's see if it's the muscles. If it's the joint, uh, you might need a repair, but right. most likely, Nine out of 10 times, if not more, it's the muscles, it's the fascia, it's the tension, it's the pattern. And we go into this position where we just challenge everything, or we go into this position where we just challenge everything and you literally pull yourself apart into yeah. accurate biomechanics. Wow. And that's the process of foundation training. It ain't easy, yeah. but it's effective. Yeah. And once you learn it, it's surprisingly easy. Wow. Yeah. And when you say chronic pain, I assume you're moving beyond just something like lower back pain we're talking about pain in, in a variety of, like i don't know was where someone had like fibromyalgia yeah, absolutely like there's there's so i'll give one example from my coaching perspective of all my jujitsu athletes that i'm working with it's it they're like oh nothing's wrong with me and then as we they're like, oh no i just want to get stronger we start doing ft man that nagging thing in my knee is gone mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. this shoulder is stopped doing that I'll go with some of my athletes and have their doc chiro work on them is, oh, it's good to see that they're hyper, this is rare with fighters, but they were also surfers, is they're not doing all this hyperextension mm. or the doc said we need to work on this chronic pattern of the rib cage dumping. So right. we do a lot of eight point planks. But the, the overall thing is a lot of people go, I just need to get my back to allow me to live a life again that addresses and then this cascade of other issues start to go away, even to digestive. Yeah, so that's where, so that you kind of spoke to like almost the evolution of foundation training. That's, that's really what it is. We started in back pain. Okay. And I had a really good start in back pain. I put my first book out in, two, in 2011 and for five or six years, we really climbed the ladder of the, the best thing to hit yeah. chronic back pain with. Yeah. But over the years, I start, and my own, this, this comes from my own injuries and my own problems. So I kind of always am adapting for myself as well. And then I start seeing a lot of different patients. And all of a sudden, the patient base isn't back pain. Now it's frozen shoulder, plantar fasciitis. Now it's Crohn's disease. Now mm. it's multiple sclerosis. Now it's fibromyalgic type symptoms, right. Alzheimer's, dementia. Right. These things that people started with a structural breakdown that led to an overall metabolic breakdown. Right. And we started treating that first with just structure, just the movements. And you get through breathing exercises, through decompression breathing, through anchoring, you get stability, you get structural integrity, you get some relief. But when it comes to the, the, the metabolic symptoms, when it comes to autoimmune deficiencies, when it comes to things like that, that's where the Foundations of Health book came in. Okay. That's the difference. Got One it. of them is I'm a pain management doctor. That's my job is to have yeah. people that have all kinds of weird stuff come into me and be like, this ain't right. working, what's gonna work? We have to figure it out. Right. And that's I, the book where you start talking about combining these modalities exactly. with, with heat, with, yeah. with, with the endocannabinoid yeah. system, with other elements to help to control the pain. Exactly. And the most important piece of that, in my opinion, is still the sauna. 
traditional sauna. Wow. will do more for chronic pain and chronic autoimmune disorders than almost anything I've seen. Because yeah. it's not always what you take in, it's what you get out. Yeah. You have to get bad stuff out of the body if it's not getting it out on its own. Yeah. Lymphatically, whatever, whatever the mechanism. Might Best be. I feel is I'm in the sauna like four or five mm. times a week. It's like, incredible. If, right? I, if I can hit it every day, I'm happy. But man, yeah, it's it's a game yeah. changer. Yeah. And the other one, we do use the endogenous cannabinoid system. I do talk about that at length because it's our mechanism of pain relief within the body. We uh -huh. literally like Tylenol mimics the endogenous cannabinoid system. It yeah. mimics what the what this chemistry right. does. God given, luckily, every vertebrate body has an endogenous cannabinoid system. It's not right. a human thing. It's a vertebrate right. thing. It's an right. adaptive mechanism that should, and I say this on a couple podcasts, like the, it's named wrong. It should be called the endogenous homeostasis system. It brings us back to balance hormonally, yeah. neurotransmitter wise, neurologically wise, breath and heart rate, yeah. all of those things. I think one of the problems a lot of people hear the, the endogenous and, and the cannabinoid system and they associate it with cannabis, with, with, which is obviously a plant that can increase the bioavailability yeah. of those chemicals, but is not necessary for your body to produce these endogenous painkillers. No, THC and anandamide are almost identical. Your body mm -hmm. produces anandamide, uh -huh. it's the bliss molecule yeah. within the body with enough omega-6 fatty acid, yeah. it creates that and enough glycerol. It's literally a breakdown of fat and sugar yeah. that creates an anandamide. Yeah. As long as you have the right one. Or if you go to Wellness Tree and order one of Dr. Patrick's wonderful anandamide acai bowls. Mm -hmm. they, so they, yeah. they fuel it. Anandamide. But that's the thing is your body is a factory. It's this, this incredible factory that, that makes these mm -hmm. chemicals. And as, as Joe Dispenza and other people say, you are your own pharmacy. Mm -hmm. You can make all your own stuff. Mo you can make most of your own stuff. Uh, yeah. Environmental challenges, nutritional challenges, all of that. that that's real. Those things yeah. are real. Sometimes you need to supplement or you need yeah. medications, of course. Right. But in most people, and I, I'm, I'm 13 years into my, almost 14 years into my career now working with people and developing this work and trying to, just trying to figure it out, just trying to understand it. The people that take the time to fix their symptoms and really are willing to just explore, they usually mm -hmm. do. The people that are looking for somebody else to fix their symptoms, they usually don't. That's, yeah. that's the, that's the difference yeah. that really yeah. true. And it's, it's across firefighters. It's across medical staff. It's across military. It's across fighters. It's across geriatric communities, older communities. Yeah. If you remain autonomous in how you maintain yourself, yeah. you can remain yeah. autonomous. It's, it's that whole like, Oh, I got injured. I got to go to the physical therapist twice a week yes. and waiting till next Friday's appointment to feel better. Yeah. When I get in the car and drive a half hour to go see the yeah. PT, it's like, yeah. you realize you wake up every morning and do most yeah. of this stuff. Mm -hmm. No disrespect to physical therapists. But a lot of that stuff, it's like give somebody an elastic band and, and some balance and a couple of balls. They can do a lot of this stuff yeah. on their own. Every physical therapist, every chiropractor, every orthopedist, every physiatrist that's working in pain management needs to stay well ahead of the curve. Because yeah. the curve is behind you. Yeah. If you're at the status quo, you're 10 years behind pain yeah. management. Yeah. So if you're in this, if you're practicing this, you need to stay on the rim. You need to stay yeah. at the spear, at the yeah. very tip of it. And yeah. we are, we're at the tip of it. Yeah. And we are not the only ones. Yeah. But medicine requires nature yeah it requires natural movement it requires healthy breathing if you're yeah. not doing those things no matter what you take your baseline is just too low it's right. just too low right yeah. yeah no i mean last thing is it's when i was a personal trainer and people came to me for training they knew and they they couldn't even train with me unless they knew that their session with me was just a check-in accountability mm -hmm. talk show you a few new movement patterns and then they went home with paperwork for the entire rest of the week Whereas the the prevalent model in personal training is come in, do you take your movement pill and then leave and come back when you need the trainer going to do it. And instead, I was just basically 
writing out everything people are supposed to do the rest of the week, then they come in, see the trainer, check in nice. and leave. And that's, that's what people need is yeah. they need this empowerment to do it themselves. That, that's what, that, and that's really the model we've set up with our certification and our teachers is that we've got all walks of life, chiros, physios, occupational therapists, coaches, you name it, that come through our course. And really what we've designed between the course and our app is that our teachers do teach classes. They do flow style. A lot of them will also work with chronic pain, but we set up a model where they'll, they'll make sure people are doing the work right. They check in and they give them homework from the app. They give yeah. them workouts to do, follow these programs, get really good at these exercises. We're running into a lot of people where they, they have the outside view of foundation. Oh, okay, it's some hip hinging, it's this, that. They've taken other weekend courses and they're like, oh yeah, I can coach this. And then someone finds us and went, this is not what I was doing. Yeah. And then come to find, oh, that wasn't a foundation instructor. They're, yeah. they're saying I got it. And so I tell everybody is like a big one is if you're looking to learn this is go to our website, find someone that's been through our six weeks, online learning, in-person, hours of coaching, a test out, make sure you're getting it from a right person, but then they should be empowering you to go, okay, I got it. I'll check in. And they, yeah. you do this every day because that's where you see the change is yeah. consistency, not just an hour of intensity. I give most people five to 20 minutes, very exactly kind of how you go, what I've read in your books, check in, build the habit, build the consistency where then when you're pumping gas after a long drive, you yeah. know exactly what your body needs. Yeah. Maybe you're hinging, you have your movement snack, yeah. but you dial into where you just need to check in with your trainer or check yeah. in with your Cairo. Let's talk about magnesium. You know that it is an essential mineral. It's responsible for over 300 vital functions. A lot of us are deficient, and it can actually be something that you take along with some other very interesting compounds like detox drops, hydration powder, and chill chews, which are all made by this super unique company called Higher Dose. So they made the detox drops to add to your water before a workout or even more appropriately, a sauna session. They actually made these to allow you to better detoxify under the stressors of heat like infrared, red light, or even PEMF devices, all of which Higher Dose actually makes. So it pairs really well with their detox tech. So you add these detox drops to your water. They also have hydration powder. They spell H-I-G-H, hydration powder. See what they did there? That's uh, an electrolyte-rich formula. It's got magnesium, but it's also got a really potent blend of B vitamins. And you can do that either before or after the heat. And you can do that along with the detox drops if you wanted to. And then for the evening, they got chill chews, which are magnesium gummies that help to balance your mind and relax your body. And they taste really good. And they keep you from eating Ben and Jerry's at night because... They're just super satiating, probably because they got a little gelatin in them. So electrolytes like this are really, really helpful. But what I like about higher dose is they've combined them into this pack that also pairs really well and is designed to pair well with like a heat therapy protocol. So higher dose is offering all my listeners 15% off. You go to higherdose.com slash Ben. That will get you 15% off right away. And, uh, Pretty simple. It's the detox drops, the hydration powder, the chill chews. You can order all three, 15% off at higherdose.com slash Ben. And uh, if they ask for a promo code over there, it's Ben. I'm pretty stoked because this is now something I can do when I'm on the go. And it's based on this idea that the human body being mostly water. But what you probably don't know is everything else in your body is 50% amino acids. 
That means basically water and amino acids are two of the most important things that you can have in your body. And some amino acids are essential. You have to get them from food, from breaking down steak and chicken and eggs and everything else. But this stuff called Keon Aminos is a plant-based full essential amino acids profile backed by over 20 years of clinical research with the highest quality ingredients, no fillers, no junk, rigorous quality testing, tastes amazing with all natural flavors. I got on the amino acids bandwagon way back when I was racing Ironman triathlon, started with branch chain amino acids, realized those were a waste of time, switched over to essential amino acids, and it has been a game changer ever since. Now, what did I mean when I said travel? Well, these Keon aminos, which are the essential amino acids that I take, they have for the watermelon flavor, the lemon lime flavor, the berry flavor, and uh, the mango flavor. They got stick packs now, so you can take them on the go anywhere. I, can, I honestly have like a couple packs in my fanny pack now. I can dump them in water when I'm at a restaurant, have that instead of like a bread, a basket that comes out or a cocktail. They satiate the appetite. They accelerate recovery. They're amazing pre-workout or during a workout. The list goes on and on. Fact is, if you haven't tried essential amino acids, you're missing out. And you can save 20% now on any monthly deliveries and 10% on any one-time purchases if you go to getkeon.com slash Ben. That's getkion.com slash Ben to get my fundamental supplement for fitness. Keon Aminos, getkion.com slash Ben. Look, you may or may not be aware of this, but I spend countless hours each week knee deep in the latest research on everything from performance to digestion and gut issues to hormone optimization anti-aging fat loss mental performance hyper productivity nootropics smart drugs and a whole lot more and then for the very small select number of vip clients who i work with on a weekly basis, I take all that knowledge and over 20 years of experience optimizing the human body and I supply each of my clients with the exact fitness, nutrition, supplementation, biohacking, and lifestyle plans that they need for full optimization. I'm incredibly thorough. I dig through every last shred of your data from blood work and biomarkers to DNA, saliva, to stool and urine. I walk you through the whole process. I even track daily metrics like sleep rhythms and heart rate variability. In other words, I'm the CEO of your health. And my number one goal is for you to be a high operator, basically like the Navy SEAL of whatever industry you happen to be in, whether you're a hard charging executive, uh, elite athlete, or a father or mother who just wants to get the most out of life and wants a no guesswork program that allows you to wake up in the morning and know exactly what to do. And also know that somebody's watching your back and taking care of everything for you 24 seven. I do all that for you. Not only that, but I've trained a team of elite coaches. So even if you can't work with me because it's outside your budget or because there's no openings to work with me, you have full access to a well-trained team who have learned all my knowledge and who meet with me on a monthly basis for office hours to continue to learn more and to talk about how we can deliver to you the most benefit using a very unique combination of ancient wisdom and cutting-edge modern science that's constantly developing based on everything that we learn and then apply to you. So if this sounds like it's up your alley and you want to join the ranks of those who have access to every last shred of knowledge and experience that I've gained over the years, then you can go to bengreenfieldcoaching.com to get started. It's bengreenfieldcoaching.com. Fill out the form there. Someone will be in touch with you within 24 hours to get you fully dialed in because it's time for you to start looking, feeling, and performing the way that you deserve. So go to bengreenfieldcoaching.com, select any option that works for you, 
from a monthly phone call with me to VIP upgraded work where I'm taking care of everything for you 24-7. It's all there at bengreenfieldcoaching.com. See you there. I didn't tell you guys this, but we are going to be doing this for 30 days after this morning. Nope. Even if it's, even it. it's five minutes. <laughs> yes. Right. I like, we have to do like team. every okay. even even if it's just like one of the of the, the basic holds, we're gonna try it for 30 days and just see what our bodies do. Okay. Even so a little okay. check in every day. I filmed something very recently that is a it's a day starter. And it was within mind for whether it's the fighter or my dad at 75, that this is what I would say is the minimum thing you do every day to start your day. And it's fundamental ranges. Mm-hmm. It's a fundamental check-in. And it's a moment to, to give yourself a time with your body to make sure you're moving right, feeling right. And then you're setting a stage to go about your day of this yeah. as opposed to this or maybe this. And then why is my brain everywhere yeah. but into yeah. for me that's when I'm in the sauna. I still like three or four minutes. Yeah. And get coaching from Jesse. I, I I put this thing together and I definitely have the most vocabulary with it and the most experience with it. But if you want bang for your buck as far as like, here's how to do this and get real rewards out of it and get mm-hmm. really efficient, listen to the coach. The I'm the doctor. He's the coach. And there's a big difference in our skill set of teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's a, yeah. it, it, and I, I love, I, I love yeah. it. This is yeah. having yeah. a coach like Jesse on foundation oh, yeah. training has completely changed yeah. the atmosphere. Oh, here he's showing us those 19 year old jujitsu twins last night. <laughs> the working for them. They're hammers. Well, I want to finish though with, with one last exercise. Oh, I totally want to do some more movement. Yeah. I want to do, we have yeah, to we be get playing. the video camera here. Let's, let's, let's show people some stuff. So let's do one more, uh, bilateral, unilateral. So just split one together and then down to the ground. Okay. And this is that, that, that combo I like to give people. So we're going to go left foot forward, right foot back. We're going to flow these now a little bit quicker because we spent some time in position. Okay. We square the hips up, turn the back heel out, bring the chest up, bring the crown of your head up, bring the hands to your hips, hold each side of your hip. Now spread the floor apart. We're going to hinge out and over. So we're actually looking out and over the crease of your hip. Like you're trying to bow the chest to the floor, but by pushing your hip back. A little bit bend in the knee here. Yeah. Look to feel tension up the backside. Now, looking down, bring your chest up just a little bit. Lengthen through the back neck. You're looking six to eight feet out in front of the floor, pulling length. The lead leg holds its position, holds its integrity. Back hip, right hip's going to wrap in towards the lead knee. Think of back hip wraps towards the inside of the lead leg. So we're gonna rotate, rotate. You're looking to feel the butt on the lead leg, lengthen in tension. Okay, yeah. Hold there. Reach your hands out in front of your heart. And imagine the right hip is wrapping and allowing you to reach and rotate the upper body ever so slightly. Good. And now let's go three big inhales here. Squeeze the fingertips. Let's shrug the shoulders down away from the ear. Squeeze the lemons in each armpit. Try to make those lats fire. Don't let me push you up. Lead right leg there. is Hang on. holding. Try to pull some bend out of that lead knee right there. Up and back with it. Yes, there you go. And then hands back to the hips. Let's go five times. Very subtle. Rotate to center. to square. And then back right hip wraps in again. Then very subtle, back to center. Hip is guiding everything. Back right hip rotates. Back to center. Last time, let it wrap and rotate. 
Back to center, push up, and shake it out for a second. That's what I love is uh, I've always been this guy, and then being around fighters, they come out and they're yeah. they're shadow bomb. Like I'm not tough enough to be doing that yet. I'm gonna, <laughs> we'll put like, football players or martial artists yeah. into like into the next one you're gonna do, which yeah. is the gorilla. They come out of it like they are springs. They come out of it like their testosterone just tripled. All of a sudden, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you, you have to like, get out of the way. You <laughs> see the gorilla here. That's first. Uh, the best is a special forces guy came out, turned to a heavy oh, bag, and just rib breaking roundhouse kicks yeah. to the back because he didn't yeah. know what to do with all of the tension with no movement. Wow. Just, and then bam, bam. It was like one other guy <laughs> came out of it and just ran away from me. Sprinting <laughs> around a parking lot. Oh, that's it funny. was amazing. We're going to the machine after this and just crush it. Okay. Yes. So this Absolutely. is called the Oh, you're doing the other side. We're going to do the yeah. other side. They'll be circling again. Yeah. Right foot forward, left foot back. Okay. So this is how we go. In class, it's like hyper-focused and we start flowing a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So settle in here. We're spring-loaded. Hands come to the hips. We square the hips up. Bring the chest up. Lift the weight of your head off the neck. Let's go three big inhales. Scissor the legs towards each other for a moment. Find that tractioning and gathering up to your pelvis. As you lift the weight of the head, you're in through the nose. Give a nice hum out the nose on this exhale. How long can we draw it out? Get a little nitric oxide. One more like that. Float the hands to your sphere while you're humming. Managing the exhale. Spread the floor apart. Big inhale. Out and over the crease of the hip. Hum on the exhale. Find the control. Hands to your hips. Let that left hip wrap in towards the lead leg. So we're rotating from the pelvis. Upper body follows the hips. When the hip stops, the upper body stops. Now we're looking six to eight feet out. We're hinged and wrapped. Reach the hands out in front of the heart. Squeeze the fingertips. Pull the shoulders down and in. Elbows towards each other. And we're imagining that as we're reaching, this hip is rotating. This side is reaching. Good. Root into the big toe pad on the front foot. Don't let that leg peel open. Hands to the hips. Hold on to the hips now. We're going to rotate very subtle and then back. Very subtle. Just go for four or five, your own pace. Feel it, lengthen and wrap. So back, yes. And then oh, use the glute yeah. here to pull yourself IT. back to center. Use the IT, there you go. One more time, wrap and Get rotate. Oh yeah, that's different. Push off that foot, come up nice and tall, and shake them out again. Hold on, I'll do one more. Oh that's yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. That's when you know you're starting to feel it. Hold oh. on, not yet, Brian. Look, the people that understand this work the best understand their bodies the best. There's no two ways about that. When we take gifted athletes into this work, when we take gifted practitioners into this work, they see something that normal people don't see. Mm. There's no question about it. And it's become some of our yeah. biggest followers and believers yeah. over the years. Uh, if you can feel somatosensation, this is like somatosensation on steroids. It's the mm. ability to really translate what's happening in the body. Name for a band, somatosensation. Right. Nice. Yeah. So let's all back up just a little bit. I, I might start pulling us out of frame as we move. We're gonna go, I'm gonna have Eric demo really fast. I wanna show a couple of details before I take you through it. So notice, this time his toes are angled out, we're wide. He's gonna go ahead and chop his hips back. So he's sitting back and into the hips. So his knees are being pulled up and back. 
He's got his fingertips. He's not resting on the fingertips. He can sway them back and forth, but we're going to focus on spreading the floor apart. That big expansive decompression breath. Notice he's got the length in the neck. So we spinally, we're in position to be supportive. We spread the floor apart. We're going to get the whole hip extensor complex in the game. As he reaches out, we're going to wrap from the pinky tip, focus on the breath right here. And we don't need to worry about height as much as that wrapping yeah, leading right of the pinky. But we want to be spreading the floor apart, hips and reaching back. Sitting into here. You're going to feel that load and lengthen out the glutes. Okay. So I would, it, we can, you can play with the rain, but you guys are all long legs. So maybe stagger just behind yeah. dad, yeah. take yeah. an angle right yeah. here. Yeah. And we can stagger for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like when you could go right there, stagger behind me. So yeah, yeah, what, we're gonna, what we're gonna do for the drill, everyone angle the toes out just a little bit more. Five degrees out. We're gonna play just down. like this. We're gonna chop, sit the butt back behind us. Let the knees bend just a little and bit. Really sit back, like you're almost like sitting on a, a high stool okay. behind yep. you. And come back up. Now this one I want you to play with. Reach your butt and hands as far away as you can. Bend the knees, spread the floor, and try to, go ahead, try to <laughs> lower down just a little bit. So bend the knees more now and start to let your butt lower back in there. Bring the hands under your belly button. Hands towards the floor, spear the fingertips to the ground. Bend your knees until the fingertips barely touch and then push the knees apart. Spread the floor. Right palm, you're gonna scoop pinky side high up. Yeah, little bend in the elbow, don't worry about height. Big breath into the back of the rib cage. Good, push your knees apart. Spread the floor. I want you to stand up. Stay right there. Push knees out. Knees out. This, it's a tough position. Yep. Spread the knees. Yeah. There you go. Spear your fingertips to the ground. Switch hands. See how high up your dad's up and back with the hips. How he's not. There you go. That's what you're trying to do. Switch hands again. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There Spreading you go. the floor apart. Knees are bending just enough so the fingertips touch. Good. One more. Should be a lot of glute. So maybe inner thigh. Spreading. Reach up. Pull your hips a little. Push these knees That's wide. Good. Good. And then everyone spread the floor apart. Take a big inhale and stand up. Bring yourself out of it. Shake it off for a second. Yeah, one more. Good. Yeah, I love when it's the hold on. And then the stand up is like a low bar back squat. You're keeping the hips driving you. There you go. Shake it off for a second. Oh yeah. That one feels good. <laughs> so these are positions that you can stay That's extremely powerful. strong in. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely yeah. strong. People are like, yeah. oh, you guys don't lift weights? Like, lift kettlebells. Yeah. You know, maybe deadlifts, but yeah. really you can stay incredibly strong with yeah. body weight work. Yeah. You lift babies. I lift babies. Yeah. And and sometimes smaller people too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as you go along, this is where I bring that's why I specifically start kind of adding that hum in is that mm -hmm. as we go and as fatigue sets in or as the nervous system kind of starts to hit its point of like, oh, because we're asking it to get a lot of things in the equation. We're asking it to do a lot is that humming exhale helps bring a focus back in and draw it out. It's sometimes for some people, it helps them put their mind somewhere while they're doing it. But we also know the nitric oxide benefits of humming nasal inhale, exhale. So it's one more thing because I'll get those people that are mm -hmm. especially high sympathetic, my fighters, my they're firefighters here. Yeah. And we hum suddenly, oh, I can find a longer mm. exhale. Yeah. So I want to take you all through that one more time just because yeah. that is such a powerhouse yeah, move a to good get one. good at. I like it. So we go wide. And take your time on it. Yeah. Feel every, like the most important part of the exercise is that first movement. 
mm. into it. It's Got everything it. coming together to get you into it. So this is where I go. I like to drill patterns a little bit. So if we chop, sit back behind us. So you're really trying to put your butt behind the heels and bend the knees. Like you're definitely, you're sitting into a awkward squat. Now, Ben, mm -hmm. if you can bend the knees, let the butt drop a little bit and then come back up. Aggressively throw the arms forward. Yeah. Where you're, you're almost trying to use your hips yeah. to catch uh, the arms yeah. going forward. So there, you know, there it is. Inhale, butt back and down <laughs> and come back up. Uh -oh. Slippery floor. Oh. <laughs> Nice. That's level two. That's yeah. level two. I thought he was going to go for the gymnast plant yeah. and plant. Yeah. I was like, oh boy. Wow. <laughs> so again, chop back, spread the floor. Spread the floor from the hips. Bring the fingertips to the floor. Let them touch the ground. Yeah, the pockets of your shorts are pushing apart. Good. Bring your hips up and back a little bit. There. Big inhale to the back of the rib cage now. Look down, six to eight feet out. Even more, even more right so, there. Big inhale. We're spreading the floor apart. Let's scoop one palm up. The big difference of gorillas and other animals is this big back of the neck and wide shoulder girdle. Nice. They don't hug their neck. They pull away from it. So in this position, pull your shoulders away from your neck and away from each other. There you go. That's the move. And then lift the back of the skull, not the front of it. You got the slick spot. I know, I got the slippery spot before. Big chest. And then spread the floor. <laughs> I got you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll break here. <laughs> yeah, come, you guys, come on up, shake it off for a minute. So, since we like the intensity, you're gonna love the eight-point plank. Okay. And we're gonna let's let's get into eight some good planking. Plank. Sweet. Wait, this, eight point or eight point? Eight, 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 eight point. point. And I'm gonna let Eric kind of when I when I do a broad class, what I tell people is, this is amazing for your abs. But what we really get out of it in the sports world, and Eric will give you that deep mm -hmm. why, is yes, we're, we're lengthening and strengthening your abs, but we're also working on making sure your thoracic spine has the required mobility that it should have so that we're not dumping and looking for it all from our low back. That's a big one. But do you want me to demo it? Do you want yeah, to like... Let's do, oh, let's do one real quick. I'll show yeah. So the eight-point plank is a repositioning of the ribcage. That's by far the most important piece of it. And Sorry. it's the piece of the puzzle that we answer very well in abdominal and anterior chain exercises. The ribcage is here to here. And it's also the same as the thoracic spine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, jo 12 joints. Mm -hmm. Biggest curvature of the spine. It's where you can make the most changes in the spine. Crappy small curve, crappy small curve. Can't do much there. Mm -hmm. Huge curve. You can make a lot of impact. Okay. So what we do with the eight-point plank is it's called eight points because there's two arms, two elbows, two knees, and two feet. Four things on the ground. The torso is pulling away from that. So first, Jesse's going to lift his chin. Notice he's, he's not like this. He's like this, gorilla style. He's then going to lift the upper back spinal column to meet it, the lower back spinal column to meet it. This is one of the hardest abdominal contractions you're going to find. Holding the cage behind you yeah. It's very difficult. Reminds me a little bit of like Pavel Zatzelin's work with the hard style push-up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The body strong looks a certain way mm -hmm. and holds itself a certain way. Now, what we're doing here is we're doing a centralizing pull. People think of their belly button as the center of them. It's not. The center of you is your pubic synthesis. It's low. It's the very low edge of the pelvis. So the limbs, the knees, the hands they're pulling to the low edge of the pelvis. Mm -hmm. And then you do, Jesse's been in this a while, it's, it's hard. You'll, everybody shakes, you get a little bit shaky. It's okay, he had raw livers in it. He'll yeah, he's good. Jesse's a beast, he'll, he'll, he, can, he can do it all. 
Wow. So it's really, what you're doing is this. You're here, mm -hmm. and then it's very slowly just moving the cage behind you mm -hmm. instead of in front of you. Okay. Okay. I can do it. You can do, do it. it. <laughs> do it. Why don't we do teams of two on this one? Okay, I like this. Let's do teams of two. Okay. okay. You two first. Okay. So let's go Me. long. Let's go long yeah, on the floor. Super long on the floor. Okay. Full, full super layout. long on the floor. Yep. Chest down. Let okay. your body just, just like this. Yep. Now slide back just a little bit. Okay. So what we're going to do, guys, we're going to bring our elbows under us like you're propping up to read a book. And if your shoulders are railroad tracks, you want the forearm to be a continuation of the track. Right there. Little yeah, so they're yeah, yeah. in line with the shoulders, okay? okay? We're gonna look down between our elbows and you're gonna just start by pushing the elbows and the palms, the knees and toes down, and you're gonna simply start to pull your, looking down, pull your nose and throw it away from the floor, chest away from the floor. And you start breathing as big as we can to the back of the rib cage. Big lifting inhale, wrapping, engaging abdominal. You wanna work on him? Sure. <laughs> Big breath again, slow engaging exhale. We push the elbows and knees into the ground and we let the hips kind of hover just a little bit. Right there, another inch up. Big lifting inhale again. Right there, hold that. Exhale, pull the stomach in. And then the common complaints we might hear is shoulders and neck. So make sure we're pulling your shoulders away from the ears. Trying to drag your elbows towards your knees. Trying to drag your knees towards your elbows. Every exhale, we're engaging, drawing the stomach in. Yeah, drawing the knees towards the elbows. That makes a difference for yeah, sure. Yeah, now squeeze the elbows towards each other. Squeeze the knees towards each other. And then everything gathers towards your belly button for two more big inhales. And then try to look back between your elbows. Yeah, big breath. Now, really big inhale. Open, open, open. With control, let the hips come back down like a wave. We bring it down with control. Remind the nervous system that it's in control, especially if there's a back issue that we're working on. And then we relax, maybe a little cobra, a little lengthener the other way. That's a good plank. I like that. It's a strong one. It's a, it's yeah. a anterior chain integrated. It teaches it where to live, and then instead of just the abdomen doing it, it pulls all of the yeah. serratus muscles, yeah. all of the lats into it. Yeah, I like it. Right you guys ready? ready? Yes. Our team's turn. What's that one called again? <laughs> eight point plank. Eight point plank. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, squad. Here we go. Yeah. I'm doing some practice over here. You guys are doing that. Yeah. I'll take this slide back right. just in here. Okay. So a cool levers. we're both going to start. Legs about hip width apart. You can slide your elbows back just a little bit and then in line. Good. So right about here. I'm going to micro pitch. Go ahead and put your elbows just in front of your shoulders. This element. And then bring them in. Yeah. So you don't want to be way out here. Good. And then back more. Cat towards your floating shoulders. ribs to meet perfect. The upper cage. So let's look down between the elbows and throat. Chin and neck long. Big inhale Start to the back of the rib cage. Really yes. Big breath right here. Push into my hand. The knee joints into the ground. Good. Exhale. Yep. Pull the stomach you're in. You're not pulling from here. Big you're inhale again. Push the knees into the ground. Right let there. the hips come Feel up. That difference. Oh yeah. Good. Every exhale right stomach pulls right in. Pull your shoulders down away from the ears. Good. Bring your gaze out just a little bit. Right there. Big breath. Exhale. Pull. Squeeze the elbows towards each other. Squeeze the knees towards each other. Everything gathers towards the belly button. Oh wow. Big active inhale. Oh yeah. Slow exhale. There you go. And then with control, let the oh, hips come back down. Like a wow. wave, we come out of it. 
Good. Hips down, belly down, chest down. Nice. How do they feel? Good. 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 Yeah. Did I do it right? Feel yeah. great. No, those look good. Those look good. So, That's always my question. Yeah. No, those look really good. They look very powerful. That's cool with the grill lifts. Yeah, it's a neat little spiral twist oh, yeah. right there. It's like the ultimate side plank without side planking. What did you think of that <laughs> plank? I didn't, well, all that, the, yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah so, activated for sure. We'll do that in yeah. a group class. On, uh, like I do a group Sunday donation class on Oahu, mm -hmm. and we'll have every age, every age and level of athleticism in there, and they all have got to a point now where they'll do a Tabata of eight point planks. And a lot of them are start. On, 10 seconds off. Oh, yeah. Which wow. we did a challenge, and everyone kind of starts where they're like, oh, yeah. Round three, round four, and then you're having you're having <laughs> conversations six. with your creator by round five, six, seven, and eight of like, but when you're done, you're not fried, you yeah. feel great, you feel open, and what I say is it's it's an ice bath. Yeah. You know, it's that, ah, I can't yeah. keep going. You're mm -hmm. done, like, I feel amazing. Wow. Yeah, so that's a great, great one to piece together is Tabata eight point plank every day for 30 days. We've got... <laughs> There's I'm going to try that before church. <laughs> oh, this guy. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> There's 25, 26 poses. There's a lot. Now. Yeah, I know. And yeah. But they all focus around these fundamentals. Yeah. But you have certain, you know, like your workouts in the app or in the book, yeah. you'll basically choose a handful of them for a specific purpose. Yes. And then to, length of a tip of, let's say we were going to do it 30 days, minimum effective dose. Is this like... Can we do like eight to 10 minutes? Well, absolutely. What we saw, so here's a, here's a cool one. We did a beta test with LA County Fire Department where they literally did 10 minutes a day for eight weeks. And they did FMS screens on all these employees beforehand and after. Yeah. They all started at a 14, which is just above passing. Um, and when they ended, we had significant shifts in everybody. Half the group couldn't touch their toes at the yeah. start. They could all touch their toes, no issue. But we saw improvements in range of motion, strength, um, flexibility, grip strength, lung volume, yeah. like pretty awesome. awesome. Doing 10 minutes a day, minimal effective dose. I would say if you're chronic pain or you're nude on your health journey, three, five minute sessions throughout the day, mm -hmm. eight minute sessions, build yeah. up the momentum. Uh, Is there you, anything like a 30 day track in, in the app or something like that? Like 30 days? We have, 104, we have 112 days. Track. How long is each one in 112 days? It's between eight and 30 minutes a day. Okay. Yeah. So way to, baseline track. the way to get the most out of it, the one I said daily daily starter, I would say that's your minimum effective dose for yeah. you guys as a family challenge. Yeah. If that's what it's called in the app, daily, daily starter. Daily starter. I'll, I'll send okay. it to you. Um, but if your goal is to truly get the benefit of the work, it's do that every day but be working on the phase of the baseline mm -hmm. program. We've put this into yeah. a learning phase, yeah. right? Turn up the connections in your body over the span of six phases yeah. Yeah. and you learn the work in the process yeah. and you that's, heal your body in the process. That's kind of like a the start of, here. Like if you yeah. go on the app and you see the baseline, that's where 95% of the people that start foundation yeah. training should start there. Yeah. And we literally walk you through every day for 14 weeks. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean, I, I was just with my dad and, and going, okay, hey, you gotta, you gotta be able to get up and get down with ease and so just working on drills of him and seeing him and seeing the old again our older populations is that most of them it's not a strength issue it's the the brain and body connection as we turn the volume up suddenly those this let me yeah, I was just gonna say it's easy let me show you something that i use very very often for my older patients okay so this isn't something like oh you gotta be so athletic you gotta mm -hmm. no 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 it's quite the opposite this is for people that are 
re-coordinating neural tension, sometimes literally learning to walk again, sometimes literally learning to like, oh, this is how these things move away from each other. And you realize you're actually walking. Yeah. You're not, but you're not walking. What we're practicing is a very simple step back. You set the tone, always set the tone. When I say set the tone in foundation training, that's three points of contact on the floor mm-hmm. on each foot and the skull pulling away from that uniformly. As soon as you do that, it's same arm, same leg. So right arm, right leg, simply moving away from each other until the toe touches the ground and then pulling to each other, left and left until the toe touches the ground. And you're just kind of play first with this and then you start going a little further and a little further. Don't fall over. A little further. (laughs) Eventually what we, yeah, there's a rhythm. Dancing is just good movement. Coupled, you know, the body folds yeah. into itself beautifully. You get some of that left and right hemispheric coordination. And you get to be able to get down and off the ground easily uh, without using your arms, which is one of the fundamental skills of mortality. Right. Exactly. So you're standing, and instead of this is what, you know, mm-hmm. the counterbalance yeah. mechanism allows yeah. you to lower yourself down yeah. and to yeah. lift yourself up. It is true. Grip strength, easily. walking speed, and the number of limbs or time it takes for you to get from the ground up to a standing position are all heavily correlated mm-hmm. with one. Yeah. More than how much you can bench press. Oh, well, <laughs> you have but, to be but, able but, to hold your weight. How much do you bench? Yeah. And you have to be able to breathe your yeah. volume. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be able to hang. Yeah. Those are the exactly. Yeah. I love combining, so I love doing this drill here and then having people do it, check in, especially if it's our first time, and then going through the simple series we just did. Scissoring, mm-hmm. turning up their muscle connections, spreading, finding those connections, connection, and at the end of a session, go through this. And there's yeah. a note, and that's where I say, it's not strength. Yeah. You, how often we saw with um, Hicks and Gracie, when we were going through some stuff, he was all off balance. And it was nothing more than it had been years since he had been in this position because yeah. of chronic pain. Yeah. So with all of it is then, Playing with, we'll go through a kneeling series, but being able to come straight up, cool. Mm-hmm. We're working on that unilateral strength here. Can we come up, scissor, great, come back down. Can you come up, go out and over, great, back down. Then can we reach our way out? And mm. building these strength patterns, and that's the kind of the ones that we're, we're doing a um, the, uh, found, the foundations of youth yeah. for our parents and older population, and that's the kind of stuff we're putting together in there with Various people. Eric's got. Um, we got some fun ones. <laughs> got some fun ones coming. Oh, but working on these combinations so that our parents, yeah. the people we love that are aging and going, I want to stay in the game. I want to stay on it. Mm-hmm. This is for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then if you're the elite, as we're seeing with the fighters, it's for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. So every every spectrum, and you're you're still, you can do the same workout as, as the fountains of youth, and you're going to get a big benefit. Yeah. So yeah. it's how much you can recruit. We're yeah. we're we're trying to do our best to really. Go, the spectrum of people that use this foundation training is very surprising to us. There's eight-year-olds and there's 85-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and they do the same thing, ultimately. So we're trying to understand that down the line. We're trying to figure it out. But we're making this geriatric kind of experienced population, retired population program. And uh, Jeff Bridges wrote the forward to that. And Jeff's going to be one of the, the stars of that program, showing older people how to get healthy. You mean the, like, dude? the dude? The dude. The dude. <laughs> <laughs> we, we only do, 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 do,
Yeah. I said we need a white Russian in there. Yeah. See, I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, Jeff, he's been, he was one of my first ever patients wow. in 2009, and he, we've been working together ever since for yeah. many, many iterations. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. And he's just, he's, we, we're going to have our parents in there. We're, we're trying to make it very fun with people that have been doing this work forever. They'll be yeah. the ones that people are watching yeah. in there. Cool. Be yeah, good. Cool. Good, good yeah. stuff. You guys want to learn anything else? You have any questions? You have anything you'd like to identify or address? Oh gosh, we, we got to do at least one more exercise. All right, yeah. I like it. So let's go. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe, or maybe like some kind of like a flow where you, where you. I was going to say, like I, take us through like a flow where you show we combine some exercises, I like do a dual mini workout or something. I'd love to. I'd love to flow what they've done to to like. I love it. Yeah. Piece hey, flow that with us. And feel that. Do it. I'll do, do it with you. Flow no, you, you teach flow it. I'm gonna do it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So basically, we're gonna do everything you guys have already done. Okay. We're just gonna do it in a flow format. Welcome to class today. I'm gonna okay. cue for everybody. I'm not gonna hyper focus on any one person, but do your best to follow along. So here we go. We're gonna take the legs wide and we're gonna angle the toes in ever so slightly. We're gonna bring our chests up. Clavicles. Tap your clavicles for a moment. Really important that we elevate the clavicles and as you're tapping, try to lift the weight of your head off your neck. Bring the arms out off the line of the hips. Grab the earth with your toes. With, with the weight of your head lifting, close your eyes and take three expansive inhales here. In through the nose, slow controlling exhale. And as you're breathing and expanding, I want you to think about the rib cage is opening up your posture, your position is powerful. We're gonna open our eyes and we're gonna go five times, hips and hands reach away from each other. Butt reaches back, hands reach forward and pull yourself up. Reach the ends apart for four and up. For three, inhale out, exhale up. For two, inhale back, exhale up. This one we're going to hold, reach the ends apart, squeeze the fingertips. Try to pull as much bend out of your knees as you can without locking them out. Feel your hips tension up and back. As you squeeze the fingertips, can we pull the shoulders down away from our ears and lengthen the back neck? And we're going to play with a little bit of connection. We're breathing into the nose now, expanding the back of the rib cage. Every exhale, you're working to maintain the space, drawing the stomach in. Think about grabbing the earth with both feet. And from the outer edges of your feet, you're trying to gather the floor together. You're trying to wrinkle the floor between your feet. See if you can feel that pull up into your pelvis. Float the hands up off the line of your forehead. Feet are gathering towards center. Hips are reaching back. Start to spread the floor apart. We're gonna outward anchor. Feel your heels drive wide away from each other as you slowly pull yourself up nice and tall and shake off your tension. Wiggle it around, and we're gonna bring the left foot forward, the right foot back. We're gonna square the hips up. Turn the back heel out as you elevate and float it. Straighten both knees. Bring the hands out to that sphere in front of your heart. Both knees are straight, and we give a little knee bend, and we settle into where we're spring-loaded here. Squeeze the fingertips. Spread the floor apart and you're gonna hinge out and over the crease of the hip, butt back, hands forward, don't let the front knee travel, pull up and back with the hip, and then come back to center. Right back to that center starting point, squeezing the fingertips, we're gonna hinge out and over the crease of the hip, 
Push off the front foot, come up nice and tall. We're gonna hinge out and over and hold. We're gonna let the back right hip rotate towards the inside of the left knee. Hip rotates, hands come out. We're wrapping in, we're squeezing the fingertips. Chest is up, neck is long. Two big inhales into the back of the rib cage. Then rotate back to center, push off the front foot, come up nice and tall, switch sides. We're going right foot forward, left foot back, find that shakiness, spring loaded here, comfortable. We're loose right now. We don't wanna be living rigid. We shake it off and then we square the hips up. Back heels elevated. We've got it turned out to our left. We bring the hands out in front of the heart, chest up. Clavicles are high, neck is long. Let's take an expansive inhale here. Slow, engaging exhale. Squeezing the fingertips, big inhale. We start to hinge out and over the crease of the hip. Let that front knee bend a little bit. Longer stride. Yes. Now hold right there, reach the hip. Yay, perfect. <laughs> Yay. Squeeze, oh, I feel it now. Fingertips squeeze, shoulders down, hands come to your hips, stay in the hinge. Back left hip wraps towards the inside of the right knee. Let it rotate and wrap. Reach the hands out in front of the heart. Feel that load the lever even more. Try to pull, good, hold right there, chest up. Hinge up and back, pull away from my hand. Right there, <coughs> let this hip drop, pull the shoulder down. Shrug down, shrug down, yes. Wrap back to center. Push off that foot, come up nice and tall, shake them out. Woo, I got the art of yeah. subtle load. <laughs> oh yeah, it hurts even up a little bit. Yes, toes together, heels apart. I wanna see when you do it with the BFR bands on. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Spot Unlock there. the knees, hug the inside thighs together. So we hug in and squeeze without letting them separate, pull a little bit of bend out, feel that tension lock up to the pelvis. Everyone pull your toes up. Find the pads of both feet as you squeeze the thighs. Guide them, let them wrap in and let your hips shift back to the heels. Arms out off the line of the hips, clavicles are up. Grip in with the toes, squeeze the thighs. Lifting the weight of the head off the neck. Punch straight down. Bring the side of your fist against your hips, push in. Spread the fingertips out till you're chopping into your hips now. Bend the elbows just an inch. And then three big inhales between the shoulder blades, through the nose. Hips are wrapping in, hips are back towards the heels, fingertips are spreading, thumbs are wrapping for the wall. You're breathing wide between the shoulder blades. The art now is bringing you able to breathe and coordinate and connect. Bend the elbows, slowly gonna glide, pinky, side of the palm together, forearm together, squeeze. Lift the weight of your head. You got that nice platter of food out in front of you. You're pulling your nose and throat up and away from it. Two more big inhales to the back of the rib cage. Slow, engaging exhale. And then let the hands come down, shake off again. And we're gonna practice now. We're gonna go same side, right leg, right hand. We're gonna reach them as far apart and lower down. And then we're gonna reach and come up. Like you're grabbing a tree ahead of oh, you. Yeah. Switch sides, left hand, left leg, reach, 
lower down, grab the tree, reach out and come back up, same side, switch legs. Now we're gonna coordinate, reach and lower, reach and come up, switch, left and left, lower and back up. Now we're gonna see how well everyone coordinates. Reach the two ends apart, come to a tall kneeling position. Switch knees. Switch hands and reach your way up. Reach them back, bring it down. Bring the knees side by side, about a hip distance apart. Toes are under your heels. You guys haven't done this one yet. <laughs> Squeeze the knees towards each other. Heels are turning out wider than the feet. Yep, wider than the knees. Let's go measuring sticks. Top of your pelvis, low ribs. Pull the elbows wide to the sides. Lift the weight of your head off your neck. Your knees are drawing towards center like you're squeezing a ball. Take a nice big inhale. Big inhale, keeping the weight in your knees. You can let your hips hinge back a couple inches. No toes. You're all in the knees. Let the hands come to a low floating sphere. We're looking for the moment that we might fall forward. Squeeze the knees. Staying all weight in your knees. Hinge back, hands forward, and look where you might fall over. Squeeze the knees towards each other, and you're hinging and reaching. You want to teeter. Get to that reactive. <laughs> Big inhale. Elbows wrap down through towards each other. You're squeezing the lemon. You're looking at that sphere. Lengthen the back of your neck here. Squeeze the knees towards each other. And all we're going to simply do is hinge the butt back, bring the hands to the legs, push against your legs. Still in the knees. We're going to hinge a little bit deeper until the fingertips come on the ground. You're going to walk out. You're going to lay your body flat. And everyone can slide back an inch or two. Oh, I know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so elbows are under the shoulders right now, in line with the shoulders. Pushing both hands into the ground. Toes are under the heels. And try to turn your heels out wide again. Toes out. Or sorry, heels out. Look down between your elbows. Pull your nose and throat away from the earth. Pushing the elbows into the ground. Take a big expansive inhale to the back of the rib cage. Five inhales. You're going to start to reach the ribs for the ceiling. Every inhale, you're trying to breathe and expand to the lowest ribs. Start to reach for the ceiling. You push the knees and elbows into the ground. Hips start to hover. And we're going to focus now. Breathing and expanding the back of the rib cage on the inhale. Every exhale, stomach wraps and pulls in. Elbows are pulling towards your knees. Knees are pulling towards your elbows. Inhale, gather, elbows towards each other. Knees towards each other. Everything tensioning towards center for three more inhales. Gather the earth towards center. Use your breath to push away from center. Last big inhale, remind your body how strong it is. Big, powerful inhale and blowing out hard with your teeth touching. Engage the abdominal as much as you can and then with control, let the hips come back down. Let everything flatten out. And then we're simply gonna come up into a quadruped, bring the knees towards each other, squeeze them. Knees gather in, so they're right under the hips. Knees are, our heels are wide and we're gonna start to walk back. Try to keep the weight in your knees. Squeezing the knees towards each other, slide the hands back to the knees, push. So we're in that hinge where you could fall, let the hands float together in that low sphere. Squeeze them, float them up, squeeze the fingertips, knees squeeze towards each other. 
Chin in, neck long. Let's go three big inhales here. Expand and elevate the ribs. Squeeze the knees, pull the hips up. Step the left foot forward. Right palm's gonna reach out and up. And then no workout's complete without a big gorilla. Oh yeah. Legs wide. Nobody go sides, go sides. I got this. Toes out wide. We're gonna chop, butt back reach. Bend the knees, let your butt start to lower back and down behind you. Like you're trying to find a box that you're gonna drop your butt onto, maybe a toilet, because being able to sit down and use it's important. Fingertips touch the ground. We don't rest on them, spear them to the ground. Spread the floor apart, knees apart. Pockets of your shorts are pushing wide. Hips are just up and back above the knees and we scoop right palm up. Two big inhales here. I want you all to think, your hips are above your knees but below your shoulders. Jessica, try to pull your hips up and back a little bit. Yes, switch hands. If we're doing it right, we should be able to pull our toes up and all the weights back behind the heels. Switch hands one more time. Not resting on the fingertips, chest is up, knees are spreading, pinky sides wrapping high. One more. Big spread, spread the floor apart. Everybody stand up nice and tall. Shake it out. And then, that's what I like to hear. We're gonna finish just like we started. That's right. Legs wide, toes in, chest up. And everyone check in, spread the palms out. Bring your chest up, lift the weight of your head off your neck. Close the eyes, control your inhale, slow controlled exhale, and just check in right now again on how we're feeling. Can we connect the dots? Pull your toes up, find the pads of both feet. If you're palming something with each hand, you're holding onto it. The crown of the head, if I try to push down on your head, you're reaching up into my hand. We're gonna start to Spread the floor apart with the feet. We can open the eyes. Last time to reach the butt back, hands out. Gather your space here. Squeeze the fingertips. Hips are pulling up and back behind us. Shrug your shoulders down. Squeezing the fingertips. I want everyone to look at their sphere. Pull your nose and throat away from it. Chin in, neck long. And lastly, two more powerful inhales here. Start to try to gather towards center with your feet. Use that tensioning up the inner thighs to slowly pull your hips forward, up, out of the hinge, and then shake all that off, let it all go. That would be a little bit of a flow style. Oh. That's what you can more expect on the app and yeah. like doing the workouts. Yeah, yeah. you guys feel how, how the, you gotta put some moves together? How your bodies feel, I wanna hear from you guys. How do your bodies feel just doing those moves? You feel different, different muscles? What, what do you feel? Taller. Yeah. Taller. Prouder. <laughs> Prouder. How about you guys? Um, yeah, I guess taller. Taller? More. Feel anything down in here? In your hips? In your butt area? Uh, a little bit. Yes, definitely my butt. Like my yeah. Definitely your butt. <laughs> All right. And cool. you guys will get better at it. Yeah. It takes yeah, time. We're gonna, it takes we're gonna time. do some practice. Yeah. We're gonna do some yeah. practice and we'll we'll get this. We're Greenfields are good at practice and stuff. So I see that the details. Yeah, right yeah, sweet. That, the story last night, that is one thing I will say with this as you go along is gathering the details. And the mm -hmm. more you gather and the more you give them focus, the more it becomes that subconscious habit. Right. And just 
it just comes out in everyday life where you're doing, oh, oh, I'm in yes. the shower, I'm doing this instead right. of, You'll pick something. You guys, you guys know, you guys know, know that those saying unconsciously competent, you're not very good at something, you don't even know you're not very good at it. Consciously incompetent, you know you're not good at something, but you're still not good at it. Consciously competent, you start to get good at something, but you still have to think about it. And then unconsciously competent, it just becomes part of life. You don't have to think about that competency that you've attained. Mm. That's practice. I love it. Practice. Practice. Not perfect. So um, <laughs> I know we, we do have we do have viewers. We got some flies on the wall stalking us here in our living room. I will, like I mentioned in the beginning of this recording at bengreenfieldlife.com slash Dr. Goodman, put links to, gosh, a podcast Eric and I did way back in the day, just in case you want to hear me back when my voice was high like a chipmunk on my podcast. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, and then I'll also link to... The app, uh, which is super handy. I have it on my phone. You can download the videos. It's all right there. Uh, Eric's books. And then, of course, we love questions. We love comments. We love feedback. So if you go and you ask your questions and you say, this hurt when I was doing this. What about this? You know, Which book do I read first? What program do you recommend? Anything like that. I really like to take care of you guys. So go to bengreenfieldlife.com slash Dr. Goodman. Sorry, Jesse. I planned that out before you even showed up. So bengreenfieldlife.com slash Dr. Goodman. You can ask your questions for Jesse, for Eric, for me. And I would challenge you, and I'm, I'm not BSing. I'm going to do this for 30 days. I'm going to loop my family into the mix, even if it's just five minutes a day. I would challenge you to try it. 30 days, five minutes. I mean, you can, you can you know, do it right after you brush your teeth or when you're in the sauna or as a cool down warm up for your workout. So try it out. Let me know what you think. That's my challenge for you for 30 days. Eric, Jesse, thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. That thank was you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. More than ever these days, people like you and me need a fresh, entertaining, well-informed, and often outside-the-box approach to discovering the health and happiness and hope that we all crave. So I hope I've been able to do that for you on this episode today. And if you liked it, or if you love what I'm up to, then please leave me a review on your preferred podcast listening channel, wherever that might be. And just find the Ben Greenfield Life episode. Say something nice. Thanks so much. It means a lot.